This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Tonight, ET presents Michael J. Fox from Teen Idol to Advocate. It's all been one kind of great ride. We celebrate the man living life with no regrets. I'm just having a good time. Why acting wasn't his first career choice. But superstardom was his destiny. I think I'm a one in a million shot where it paid off. What you never knew about Michael's private life. Are you guys dating tonight? We're married. <laughs> you said you weren't going to tell. I know. And public battles. Progressive, degenerative, incurable, very rare. We opened the ET vault, revealing four decades worth of never before seen interviews. Who is or was your favorite co star to kiss? My wife. That's easy. Our time with the husband, the father, and the fighter. I've had to kind of make adjustments in my life to be able to do my work still. Who is now focused on changing the world. There's a bright future ahead. E.T. starts now. From Alex P. Keaton to Marty McFly, tonight we celebrate the one and only Michael J. Fox. Welcome to Entertainment Tonight. Of course, April is Parkinson's Awareness Month, and Michael's new Apple TV Plus documentary still drops May 12th. But until then... We're looking back at E.T.'s 40-plus mm. years of interviews with the beloved actor, writer, and producer turned Parkinson's advocate. Oh, yeah, but let's not forget his first ever title, Boy Prince yeah. of Hollywood. I'm 22, and, and my energies right now are focused on, on my career and trying to figure out who I am. 
I'm probably the most anxious to see what is going to happen. I added it up on the way home, Leo. I've been in seven jams in two weeks. Michael was just 15 years old when he landed his first major role in the Canadian sitcom Leo and Me. But acting wasn't his first choice for a career. I wanted to play professional hockey, and my size seemed to be the biggest barrier. And then I got into drama, and, and I found if you made girls laugh, you, you, know, you collected more phone numbers. I was real lucky in that I latched on to acting and really devoted myself to it. His devotion led to a crossroads in 1979. Should he finish high school or chase his dream? With the support of his family, Michael dropped out and swapped the suburbs of Vancouver for the bright lights of Hollywood. I came down to the States when I was 18, living on my own and, and, and trying to make it as an actor and playing, you know, Dodge the Landlord and, you know, borrowing people's phones and selling my furniture and eating plain wrap tuna and all that stuff. I think I'm a one-in-a-million shot where it paid off. It took Michael a few years to see the payoff. In 1982, he got his big break as Alex P. Keaton on Family Ties. Well, how do I look? Middle-aged. <laughs> By 85, the sitcom was one of the most-watched shows on TV. Teen Wolf and Back to the Future were released the same year, and Michael went from TV star to teen idol almost overnight. When was the first time you got sort of mobbed by fans? I was in New York and I was walking down the street and this little girl, she wanted to marry me and all this, she was weeping. So I'm trying to calm her down and finally I looked to her mother for support and her mother was weeping. And so I thought, I'm in trouble. The newfound attention led to a roster of high-profile girlfriends, including Jennifer Grey, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Facts of Life star Nancy McKeon. Then, at the 1986 Oscars... You're dating Michael J. Fox tonight? Tonight. Are you guys dating tonight? We're married. How are you? Tell. Rumors even swirled about his family ties love interest, Courtney Cox. He's a really nice person to work with anyway, and so I, I feel the chemistry's there. In terms of, you know, Michael Fox and, and Courtney Cox and having uh, an affair, that's so predictable and untrue that it's boring and just laughable. Oh, no, my dear, you're going to sit down right now and tell me exactly where you've been for the past two hours. E.T. was on set with the Family Ties cast during season one in 1982, where we first saw Michael up close and personal as everyone's favorite young Republican, Alex P. Keaton. But get this, he had to fight for an audition. They had made an offer to Matthew Broderick. Who turned it down? NBC's executives were a tough sell too. They thought at five foot four, Michael was too short to be believable as the son of his TV dad, Michael Gross, who stood a foot taller. But Fox's fresh face made it possible for him to play a high schooler, even though he was 21. I think there there are limitations with my size and with the way I look, but um, there there aren't any limitations with the things I want to do. You know, Michael's boyish charm made Family Ties must see TV. The show's momentum even helped launch the careers of guest stars like Tom Hanks, Christina Applegate, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Gina Davis. Was that cool to kiss her? <laughs> Once I get off the ladder. <laughs> Another on-screen love interest? His future wife, Tracy Pollan. She played Ellen, uh, who was Alex's first real serious girlfriend. What was your first impression of each other? You have said you thought he was cocky? No, he was. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> no, I <laughs> That was a fact. He was. was a fact. He was very young and he was yeah. very, very successful. Yeah. And he had like three cars and, yeah. you know. Uh, five. He was... <laughs> well, I remember seeing you in the waiting room and I, well, I just walked in and I said, Caster. Sure. I right, she looks great. 
Family Ties collected a total of five Emmy Awards, three of which went to Michael. He also earned his first Golden Globe for the show's final season in 1989. More than 36 million fans tuned in for the series finale. What, a, what an incredible gift this has been. Thank you to all the people who've watched the show. You know, you've, you've made my life great, and I appreciate it. But one little-known fact, during the height of his Family Ties fame, Michael started working on his movie career, shooting Back to the Future. It happened so quick. Certainly it was a big step to do a, a, a feature-length, multi-million dollar film. Michael actually wasn't the first one cast as teenage time traveler Marty McFly. Nope, that was his lookalike, Eric Stoltz, who got fired several weeks into filming. As a dramatic method actor, he just wasn't a good fit. There was so little time to really either really think a lot about replacing another actor, maybe what he did and what I shouldn't do. Boom, I was there and, and, and doing it, and then it was just staying awake. Yep, staying awake was the tough part. Michael was pulling double duty, working on family ties from 10 to 6, then driving to the movie set where he'd work until 2 a.m. That went on for three months. In between takes, I was sleeping. I was working 16, 18, 20-hour days. With $222 million at the box office, Back to the Future became the highest-grossing movie of 1985 worldwide, turning Michael into one of the most in-demand stars of the decade. Every year we talk to you, you become a bigger and bigger star. No, still 5'4". No. <laughs> Between 1984 and the time Family Ties ended in 1989, Michael's career hit a breakneck pace. Eight major movies in five years, including the Back to the Future sequels, which shot simultaneously over nearly a year. E.T. was on set. Action! Originally, it was all one script, and there was just too much stuff, and so they made it into two. You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. It basically continues where it left off last time. We go into the future because something has to be done about my kids. And then in part three, it gets even weirder. There's a lot of uh, character work and a lot of makeup. I play my son, I play my father. Mom? Mom, is that you? Playing a teenage girl, you know, and um, I don't know, I thought it was kind of cute. Yeah, Michael dressed in drag to play his own daughter in Back to the Future 2. He went outside his comfort zone again in a handful of dramatic roles. There was an upside to playing a drug-addicted writer in the 1988 drama Bright Lights Big City, reuniting with his future wife, Tracy Pollan. Are you sure you're all right? Well, my brain's trying to find a way out of his skull. The fact that Tracy's my girlfriend was nice. The fact that she's an incredibly gifted actress who I've been lucky enough to work with before was better. Who is or was your favorite co-star to kiss? My wife. That's easy. I just remember that terrifying first week on Family Ties and being more scared than anything else I'd ever done. I am a very nice person except when I'm around people like you. Oh, people like me, people like me. I happen to like people like me. <laughs> so I didn't start seeing her when she was on the show. Yes, it wasn't love at first sight. Miss Nancy McKeon and Mr. Michael Fox. In fact, at the time, Michael was dating the Facts of Life star, and Tracy was in a long-term relationship with Footloose's Kevin Bacon. So a couple years later, when uh, I ran into her again and we started seeing each other, of all the great things that have come from this show, uh, Tracy, obviously, is by far and away the best. Michael, right here. Thank you, Michael. E.T. was there for the couple's first red carpet together at the Emmys. The following July, their Vermont wedding created a media frenzy. Photographers staked out the ceremony on the ground and in the sky. So our wedding was another whole surreal thing, but it was great. And it stuck. It took, which is all that matters. 
And it's hard to believe, but this summer, they'll celebrate their 35th anniversary. She's great. She's, she's, she's my best friend, and uh, she's so sexy as hell, and she's great. But as much as those two are couples' goals, wait till we tell you about their family. Fox, party of six. I mean, I see people with their little toddlers in the store, and then I want to grab them and say, you don't know how fast this will go. Yeah. This goes so fast. Our favorite thing is just spending time together as a family. And they would say the same thing. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> true. It's really nice to be with both my parents. Home-cooked meals are a really big thing in our family, so just, like, sitting down at the dinner table and, like, talking about our day. Twins Skylar and Aquinnah make up half the squad. They both work for media companies. Esme, the youngest, is at Duke. Eldest Sam, who could totally pass as his dad's doppelganger, is in show business, too. Sam works in film production and got a taste of the business early on. It's been fun doing definitely more behind-the-scenes stuff and, and being a part of the industry, but in a way that's, that's different from what I grew up with. I didn't bust my ass so he could bust his ass. I bust my ass so he could take a break. Take that generational generational uh, vacation. Last month, Michael introduced fans to the newest addition, this adorable pup, Blue. Yep, his family ties are strong, and his kids say it all comes down to two words, dad jokes. He definitely has a problem where he can't resist making a pun if it's available to him. Which, which... It looks like he's in pain trying not to say it. <laughs> you think he's corny, he embarrasses you. Yes, absolutely. Time. Ah, fatherhood, the greatest gig in the world. We go from Michael the dad to Michael the spin doctor. Every week is a new little 22-minute movie. We'll take you to the set of Spin City and reveal the star who inspired Michael's TV return. And all of a sudden, it just all started to, you know, click in my head. Plus, why he left the show at the height of its popularity. I promised myself to do this. And what you never knew about his Parkinson's diagnosis and how it inspired his mission to make a difference. You know, it's, it's bigger than me. Hey, everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The E.T. Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where E.T. airs in your market or go to etonline.com. This is like stepping back in time. <laughs> Men like us have to keep looking to the future. <laughs> All roads lead back to the future. Yes, Christopher Lloyd guest starred on Michael's hit sitcom, Spin City, back in 1999. Now, the show was Fox's big TV comeback since leaving Family Ties, and you know that E.T. was always invited on set. M2, take one. And action. <laughs> Every week is an accomplishment. Every week is a new little 22-minute movie. Am I better at it? I don't know. Do I have more fun? Yeah, this is great. Michael's inspiration to return to the small screen came from an unlikely place. I was watching, I said, man, TV has changed. You can really, you can really bust the format. And I, and all of a sudden I realized that, that Jerry Seinfeld was the smartest guy in the world. And all of a sudden it just all started to, you know, click in my head that that was the thing to do. I feel good. Thank you. Oh. I'm having a blast. I'm having so much fun. The show was a hit from the start, and Michael was nominated for four straight Emmys, winning one. Oh, and since he was also the show's executive producer, you can bet Michael had a say in casting. I can't believe you're standing here. We did this kissing scene last night. It was like it's especially sexy. sexy, yeah. It was pretty cool. At the height of the show's popularity in 1998, Michael publicly announced he had been secretly battling Parkinson's disease for seven years. Two years later, he announced he'd be leaving the show. It's bittersweet, but um, but I feel good about the choice, and uh, and yeah, people couldn't have been more loving and supportive. 
also capped his final season with a Golden Globe. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> to go up on that stage and to, I mean, you know who's out there, and to see those people um, uh, stand up. I promised myself I wouldn't do this. Um, it's great. Aw, so deserving. Now, while Hollywood continues to celebrate Michael, his mission moving forward was clear. Find a cure for Parkinson's. The uh, desire to take action to help others is a great privilege. The actor turned advocate, how he's changed the way Parkinson's is treated across the world. They wanted to take in money and put it into research as quickly as possible. Plus, with public success came private setbacks. Michael gets candid on his darkest days and battle with alcoholism. One time I, I woke up with a hangover. I was kind of feeling done. What he credits for turning his life around. After a period of time, though, I realized I needed help. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. You're making, you're making me shake. Stop it. Now, I definitely can't walk and carry this thing. So I ask uh, Tracy to once again carry the weight. She is his rock. Michael J. Fox was awarded the Gene Herschel Humanitarian Oscar at the 2022 Governor's Awards for his efforts in fighting Parkinson's disease. Yeah, it was presented to him by his longtime friend and former co-star Woody Harrelson. Now, the duo worked together on Michael's 1991 movie, Doc Hollywood. I really liked that movie. Me and that too. was the same year Michael was diagnosed with young onset Parkinson's at just 29 years old. Need any life insurance? What? Woody just came over one day and said, no, I am Woody, and, and I think you're great, and I think you're really funny. And I said, well, this is the beginning of a very nice friendship. We've just been hanging out ever since. Michael was out partying with his friend and co-star the night before he noticed his first symptom. I was feeling a little disoriented. That's when I noticed my pinky. It was trembling, twitching, auto-animated. How long this had been going on, I wasn't exactly sure. But now that I noticed it, I was surprised to discover that I couldn't stop it. Initially, he blamed it on his hangover, but a few months later, Michael's doctor gave him the diagnosis that would change his life for good. I don't think I said anything. I don't think I felt anything. The doctor said some more words like young onset, progressive, degenerative, incurable, very rare, your age, new drugs, new hope, brain surgery. The air was sucked from my lungs. What was I gonna tell my wife? I kept it. Uh, to myself for seven years. No, Michael didn't hit the brakes on his career. He hit the gas, taking any job he could get against the wishes of his wife, Tracy. 
In those seven years of silence, he appeared in 12 movies and made a return to primetime TV in the physically demanding Spin City. Every time he stepped on set, he did everything he could to keep his Parkinson's a secret. I'm always calculating. I'm always figuring out how am I going to do this thing that I need to do. You know, when do I take a pill? So it's a whole bag of tricks. Before the public knew, E.T.'s cameras caught Michael using those tricks to mask the symptoms of the incurable brain disorder. Here you can see him holding props to slow his tremors. His pockets became a tool to conceal his hands. It's hard for me to stay still as it is for other people to move. Stress is a symptom multiplier. Your brain just goes, no, I, you know, we're under siege. The most dangerous crutch of all? Alcohol. He drank to disassociate, hiding empty bottles from Tracy at home, and the habit took a toll on their marriage. One time I, I woke up with a hangover, and I, and I expected Tracy to be mad at me. She wasn't angry, she was just bored. And, and that, to me, was more frightening than anything. I was kind of feeling done, and I just thought, you know what, this is now on you, and you're either gonna do what you need to do or you're not. Today, Michael is more than three decades sober. Once I looked at it, I went, this is a direct reaction to this, this diagnosis that I haven't dealt with. I haven't really looked at that. If I look at that, then everything else will fall into place. I don't think you help someone get through that. That's, that's a road that everybody has to sort of go on themselves. But I was always there for him. Michael stepped back from acting full-time in 2000 to focus on a bigger mission, finding a cure. His foundation's annual gala has helped raise more than $1.5 billion for high-impact research programs. Well, the B word is nice. The C word is going to be better than cure. I've described uh, Parkinson's as, as having Parkinson's as being a gift. And people think I'm nuts. And, you know, yeah, it's the gift that keeps on taking, but... But, but what, it's, what it's brought into my life, the giving and the thoughtfulness and the empathy and the, and the uh, desire to take action, to help others, to, to be a witness to that is a great privilege. You know, his fight has inspired so many others. All right, coming up, Michael returns to his Back to the Future roots. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The E.T. Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where E.T. airs in your market or go to etonline.com.
Well, that was a moment. 25 years after Back to the Future 3, Marty and Doc made a surprise visit to Jimmy Kimmel Live back in 2015, DeLorean and all. And although Michael retired from acting back in 2020 due to his declining health, he never missed an opportunity to reunite with his Back to the Future family. I love that cast so much. I could watch that movie over and over. Can we get a DeLorean? Over. Can we get a... Here you go. Can we get Good night, everybody. When I saw Chris at this, this Comic-Con, um, I just threw my arms around him because I was so happy to see him. He's gone to being this actor, being a guy who's kind of like my brother being a guy who's really a father figure. What's fun about Chris is that you never know what Chris is gonna do. Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. It's a match made in heaven. We have good chemistry, it's automatic. We all feel collectively that we're involved with, with something that's bigger than we are, and none of us expected this. If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts.